Welcome to Creative Biolabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column. You can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Creative Biolabs podcast series. With the development in the areas of medicine, immunology, and biotechnology, more cancer treatment methods are emerging. Immunotherapy is the most rapidly developed method in recent years that refers to the treatment of diseases by inducing enhancing or suppressing the immune response. Oncolytic virus, as an important component of tumor immunotherapy, is known as a new generation of the anti-cancer weapon. It can induce the body's anti-tumor immune response to kill tumors, and has become one of the most attractive new therapies. Today, we invited Jensen. He is an expert in cancer treatment. He will talk to us about the applications of oncolytic viruses in the treatment of brain tumors. Thanks for joining us today, Jensen. Thanks for inviting me. Good evening, everyone. I will begin by introducing glioblastoma, which is the most aggressive primary brain tumor in humans. At present, the median survival time from being first diagnosed is only 13 to 15 months and the median survival time of recurrence is 6 to 9 months. So we see how urgent it is to improve the treatment in this area. So, is the oncolytic virus the latest strategy to treat glioblastoma? Yes, oncolytic viral therapy is a new approach. In preclinical settings and various clinical trials, scientists have demonstrated that we can treat tumors by replicating oncolytic viruses. Increasing numbers of evidence show that oncolytic virus infection can also induce a specific anti-tumor immune effect. During cell lysis, oncolytic virus causes tumor cell death through the production or release of new antigens and the immunogenicity process triggered by it. So virus inoculation can be used as a tumor cell vaccine. There are also some studies that are looking into the concept of combining oncolytic virus infection with current immunotherapies, such as checkpoint inhibition. Since we are discussing using oncolytic viruses to treat glioblastoma today, how did the initial oncolytic viral therapy trials for glioblastoma go? Yeah, so initial studies were trying to improve the poor prognosis of malignant brain tumors. Scientists were trying to directly inject herpes simplex virus, adenovirus, or rheovirus into a tumor or adjacent brain. This method is safe, but has no clinical effect. So you meant the clinical experiments failed? The initial ones failed, but recently, an extended phase 1 trial using replication retroviruses containing prodrug invertase has yielded encouraging results. Also in a preclinical glioma model, rat H1 parvovirus inhibits tumor by directly dissolving tumor and stimulating anti-cancer immune response. Could you give us a brief introduction to this parvovirus? Sure. 
H1 parvovirus is a small, non-enveloped single-stranded DNA virus. Its natural host is rat. This virus can be used in patients with recurrent glioblastoma. Humans are not naturally infected, and therefore lack neutralizing antibodies. Two previous H1 parvovirus applications in humans have shown no virus-related pathogenic effects. However, the anti-tumor activity of H1 parvovirus has been demonstrated in a large number of preclinical studies of glioblastoma and other tumor models. Was tumor regression observed in experimental animals after they are injected with H1 parvovirus? Yes, in rats, H1 parvovirus can cross the blood-brain barrier, causing intracranial tumor regression after intravenous injection. Tumor cells are vulnerable to direct cytotoxic effects of H1 parvovirus because they contain higher levels of multiple determinants than normal cells, which are essential for regulating the oncogenic H1 parvovirus protein NS1. NS1 is a cell replication and transcription factor, which is a component of the metabolic pathway. In other words, in animal models, cellular immune response has been found to enhance the tumor inhibitory effect of H1 parvovirus. How do you detect the viral nucleic acid in human brain tumors treated by oncolytic H1 parvovirus? Fluorescence in situ hybridization is a common method that we use. It is a specific, sensitive, accurate and reliable technique, which is widely used in research and clinical since its discovery in 1970s. The initial aim was to visualize the multiline chromosomes of Drosophila melanogaster and the so-called Nepenthes chromosomes in the oocytes of frogs and salamanders. Actually, the first hybridization probe consisted of a special hydrogen element labeled ribosomal RNA, and the resulting hybrids were detected by autoradiography. Fluorescent probes weren't available until 10 years later and made a breakthrough in methodology. Since then, fluorescence in situ hybridization has developed rapidly and become a selective method for single molecule in situ visualization. Right. I know that fluorescence in situ hybridization is a new technology. Combining non-radioactive molecular biology with cytogenetics which was developed on the basis of radioactive in situ hybridization in the late 1980s. What technical advantages does it have? Oh, it has many advantages, if you compare it with other in situ hybridization techniques. This technique is based on fluorescence labeling instead of isotope labeling. It does not need radioisotope labeling, which is more economical and safer. Other obvious advantages also include its high probe stability, good specificity, accurate positioning, and it can produce very rapid results. Also, it can enhance the hybridization signal and improve the sensitivity through multiple immunochemical reactions, and its sensitivity is equivalent to that of a radioactive probe. And we also have multicolor fluorescence in situ hybridization which can detect multiple sequences simultaneously by displaying different colors in the same core. And last but not least, the number or structure of metaphase chromosomes can be displayed on the slide.
It can also show the structure of interface chromosome DNA in suspension. Wow, that's amazing. So what do you say the purpose is, you know, using fluorescence in situ hybridization in clinical trials of oncolytic parvovirus? It has to be to evaluate the safety of oncolytic H1 parvovirus in patients with recurrent glioblastoma. This is also the first time that fluorescence in situ hybridization allows the detection of H1 parvovirus replication markers in brain tumors of patients with parvovirus infection. So it is for evaluating the safety of parvovirus. Can it also be used to detect the effectiveness of the treatment? Totally. It has been used to evaluate the effectiveness of H1 parvovirus tumor targeting after intratumoral or systemic viral administration. Detection of viral nucleic acid includes detection of genomic single-stranded DNA, RNA, and double-stranded replication of parvovirus. Now we have methods to determine the safety and effectiveness of an H1 parvovirus therapy. Is there a way to describe the changes in the tumor microenvironment associated with H1 parvovirus therapy? Definitely, we have developed a tumor and tumor microenvironment marker scheme combining mRNA, fluorescence in situ hybridization, and simultaneous immunofluorescence staining. But you have mentioned before that fluorescence in situ hybridization allowed for the first time to detect H1 parvovirus replication markers in brain tumors of patients with parvovirus infection. What is the replication marker here? These double-stranded replication forms of parvovirus and transcripts accumulated in H1 parvovirus-infected tumor cells are considered as biomarkers of parvovirus replication in tumor. Especially it is the molecular target of fluorescence in situ hybridization detection. Thanks Jensen, for sharing your expertise with us. So in today's program, we learned that fluorescence in situ hybridization can be used to detect the viral nucleic acids in human brain tumors treated by H1 parvovirus. Thanks everyone for listening. We will continue our discussions on oncolytic virotherapy next week.